Hello, my sweet friend. Welcome to This Embodied Life with board-certified life and well-being nurse coach, Megan Rattan. In this podcast, I offer insights, resources, and practices to support you in connecting with the wisdom of your own body and experiences. Hello, dear one. I (laughs) took a long time off from creating podcasts. I had this amazing experience of traveling to Spain and hiking part of the Camino Trail in early October. And you guys, it was such a transformative experience for me in, in so many ways, really, and also in some surprising ways. The insights, the reflections, the very takeaways of the experience itself was actually really simple in the end. It's um, like I was able to walk off all of these layers of complication that I had placed on myself, on my inner narrative and on my own experiences. And there's something really beautiful about having the only agenda that you're doing is walking. And not only is it walking, but it's walking west. It is walking in the same direction as thousands upon thousands of people. Everybody, like a a wave, moving all in the same direction. And as you're out there in nature, in this land that each day, I swear, changes. Some days you're walking through pastures where there's these sacred cows. Other days you're under canopies of trees. Sometimes the trees are eucalyptus trees. Who knew? There's groves and groves of eucalyptus trees in northern Spain. Sometimes you're around creek beds and it's just, you're a witness. You are such a witness to everything around you. And as you're doing that, it's like you're able to kind of shed these societal layers that we put on ourselves. Um, All of that conditioning that we've received on a subconscious level seems to kind of break away. And then you're left. You're left in this kind of sacred simplicity, honestly. So at one point, we came across a hippie hippie commune, which is so wild. We're in the middle of this pilgrimage, and of course, there's just a literal hippie commune there. Um, And it's interesting because I met one young woman there and she was from Argentina and she ended up staying at the hippie commune and saying that that was her Camino now. So it was such an interesting vibe there. There, There's no words really to communicate what what it felt there. It was um, full of a lot of art. It was really welcoming, really beautiful. We ended up staying the whole morning there, indulging in these homemade snacks that they made, teas, enjoying the art, visiting with all the company. And then as we left, on the other end of this commune is a labyrinth made out of quartz. Now, I don't know if you've ever experienced a labyrinth for yourself. My first experience with one was on a trip in Sedona. And they're quite remarkable, really. You begin at an entrance to what looks like a half circle created of paths that are marked by these rocks or stones, depending on what they've used to... um, make the labyrinth itself and there's an entrance and then there's a center 
and then there's kind of a way to come back out where you're retracing your steps. And as you walk, you weave your way in and out of these paths, almost like onion layers, but they move in a way that almost doesn't make sense to the way that the mind wants it to move. It, it, it doesn't work in this linear way. You're spiraling in and out of the half circle. So sometimes you feel like you're farther away than you should be, while at other times you feel closer than you should be. The first time I ever did one, I really, I really got it on this spiritual level that we are always on a path and it might not look what we think like it should. And oftentimes when we feel like we're really close to the answer or the outcome, the result, when we're kind of um, forcing it or you can feel that grasping sensation, right? That really we're typically further away than we thought that we were. And on the flip side, when it feels like we're so distant, like as you're walking, it's almost like you're on the most outer ridge of these trails. And that's usually when you're the closest to the center. So a handful of us decided to do the labyrinth while on the Camino. And for this one, before you enter, there's a sign that says that when you enter the labyrinth, think of something that you want to release. And once you reach the center of the labyrinth, think of something that you want to receive. And then as you walk out, you'll be reintegrating. So release, receive, reintegrate. So as I enter the labyrinth, I enter with this idea of, I want to shed what is no longer true for me. This total ambiguous, kind of egoic <laughs> statement, really. And then it just hit me. A, a sudden download from source almost like a child flicking me on the forehead saying, nope, you are going to release urgency. I mean, honestly, it was like a clear, clear message. And almost as if somebody was saying, you silly soul, let me help you out. This is what you will be releasing today. So, whew, okay. I entered and I slowed way down on my pace. I mean, one foot in front of the other like to an uncomfortable pace. And I started to really reflect on all of the ways in which urgency was controlling my life, how it affected the energy in our home, the way I'd rush the kids out the door to school or to appointments, the ways in which I felt forceful in my business, the ways in which I carried just such anxiety in my body, forcing and willing answers and results. It's interesting because the more I reflected on it, urgency is such a low vibration as far as how it serves us. It isn't resourceful. It doesn't offer guidance. It certainly doesn't soothe. And it also wastes a tremendous amount of energy. It's like it burns hot and it burns fast without offering any positive byproducts. So, I felt it. I, I deeply felt it shift while I was walking these paths within this labyrinth towards the center. All of the ways in which this frequency of urgency didn't serve me anymore. All the ways it was detrimental. All the ways it was really counterintuitive to how I wanted to live my life. And so when I reached the center, 
I felt really ready to receive. And it, it's beautiful. They have this huge rock quartz there, kind of flat at the top. And you just sit. You just sit. And you're facing another quartz while you're also looking over out on this field. And it's quite remarkable. And so as I felt kind of ready to receive, it wasn't from a place of grasping or force. You know, it's like my shoulders were widened on my back. There was no tension in my neck. It's that energy shift, right? I, w I was patient and I was at peace. And there it was. In releasing urgency, I had received peace and calm. I received a level of inner balance like all of these external fragments that weren't mine that I had picked up along the way in my own life had shed and I was able to come back home to me again. I was able to return to my own center and I was able to sit there in this level of confidence that I hadn't felt before. As I walked out of the labyrinth, yes, still at this really slow pace, I thought almost how comical it all was because it's as if somebody had said to me, okay, girl, you just received a message to truly release urgency, and now you are gifted with five more days of practice because we had five more days on our journey. By habit, I am a really fast walker. In all honesty, it feels really good in my body to walk briskly, but it can also limit my experience sometimes. So when you're out on a pilgrimage, the only thing to do, quote unquote, is walk. So it can be easy to get swept up into the pace, right? But that really isn't the point at all. The point of the pilgrimage is to, quote unquote, be and see what shows up for you. So I had five days left, five days to deeply practice the art of slowing down to truly embody, right, this concept. And it was a remarkable experience for me and a lot became clear for me on this journey and a lot of that centered around trust and trust has been a word that has been really circulating in my life experience for the past few years it definitely expanded when I entered private practice and it, it was deeper than that I had a um, Reiki session with a practitioner who told me that there was a guide speaking to her, one of my guides, letting her know that trust, like all I need to do is trust. I'm not trusting enough. And this has happened multiple times in my, I'd say the past few years of my life where I was receiving these messages of, you're just not trusting, you're just not trusting yourself. And I felt like I was kind of nodding like, yeah, 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 I get it. Okay, trust. Yeah, I can do that. But not, not really, not really on this soul level of, of self-trust and what that means and what that feels like. It's shedding all these external influences and ideas that have been implicitly and explicitly conditioned um, to kind of force us into conforming and performing to and for others, right? And so on this journey of mine for the years leading up to the Camino and then the Camino itself, it's like I was able to really shed these narratives and stories that just weren't mine to own anymore. It just became really, really clear of like, I just don't identify with that anymore. That isn't mine. And over and over, it felt like this coming home to myself, a deep returning to what I hold sacred, my relationship with nature, how my deepest connections with spirit exist within nature. 
the importance of my family, our experiences together, and what it feels like as we're creating memories in real time, spending quality time together, and what it feels like to be truly present with my children, like really present with them. And my love of creating beautiful sacred spaces. Throughout each room in our home, I do this. Throughout the very landscape of our yard, I do this. To even like the figurative spaces that exist between me and loved ones. And movement, the freedom and creativity that exists when I move my body. And also the idea of movement in thinking of travel and adventure. And when I reflect on this trip for eight days, it's as if all of my needs were met. I didn't have to plan anything. Somebody else had organized each day in the sense of where we were staying. I ate delicious meals that I didn't have to prep. I walked for miles out in these beautiful landscapes. I was surrounded and walked with these deeply wise, playful, vulnerable, and authentic women. And all I needed to do was show up. It takes time to develop a strong trust muscle. I mean, honestly, at times the pace feels glacial and really, really challenging. But the truth is, there really isn't a quick workaround. We can do gratitude journaling, sure. We can take a mindfulness course, sure. We can sign up for a million and one holistic healing modalities and they are all powerful and they are all beautiful and they are all healing. But in some ways, a lot of it can become spiritual bypass. Now, please don't misunderstand me because I'm here for all of it. I love energy work, Reiki, sound healing, breath work, meditation, all of it. But I think of them as supplemental to the real work, like the true inner work that we must each do letting go and surrendering, navigating our tests and triggers, understanding our own blocks and our own barriers. The true process of deep inner work is meant to get you to a place of trust, wisdom, safety, and surrender. And that's just not something you can force or will into creating. You can't shortcut that. It takes time. And it also needs to be happening on a subconscious level. The reasons we feel fear or anxiety, the ways in which we may be getting in our own way or holding ourselves back may not exist within our conscious mind. It may be due to an experience you had as a child years and years ago. The many ways that, once again, you were explicitly or implicitly conditioned as a child. It just truly affects how we show up in the world today as adults. And it might have created a scarcity mindset. You may be constantly bracing for something to happen. You might be overly controlling your life, others around you. You might be highly critical of yourself and others. These are all things that we have kind of created within our own minds based on how we learned how to behave as children. And so getting to the root of this takes, takes time. And one of the beautiful things about the inner work showing up, being supported in that way, is that it truly influences our external lives, our external situations. It's, it's almost as if they mirror one another. And I think 
for so many of us because we live in such an overstimulated environment and we are constantly being the receiver of messages from media, from our peers, from our partners, from our parents, um, from the societal systems in which we live and move in. We are constantly being taught how to think, act, move, behave, feel. What we should be leaning into, what we should be ignoring, what we should be canceling, what we should not be inviting in. And unfortunately, it's creating more divisions than ever. And we know that, right? We can, we can see that and feel that within the societies that we're in right now, especially in the United States. And what I, when I think about this on a deeper level, when I reflected back on this walk on the Camino and when I reflect back on the work that I'm showing up for on my own on a soul level as well as the space that I'm holding for my clients as well as the groups that I'm in whether it's the intimate friendships that I have the partnership I have with my husband and my children the relationships I have with those that are also coaches that I work intimately with there's been something that I've been returning to over and over again this fall and it was the idea of this is how we heal this is how we heal and this is how we love we walk together and we show up for all of it like all of the shadow sides all of the dark sides it, we show up in ways that we can celebrate each other, right? But it's in ways that we can really be truly vulnerable with one another and know that that will not send the other running, that they can hold the space, that they can be there for us and we can do the same for them on a really authentic and, and transparent way, right? And I think in a lot of ways for me, I like smaller communities because I like a lot of depth and I think that that works best in smaller communities. Um, and that's something to think about in your own life that who you're surrounding yourself with, what you are choosing to read, what you're choosing to watch, listen to, it all affects your inner narrative. It all affects you on this soul level. So finding the time, finding the sacred space to feel safe, to show up, and to be truly seen, to be truly celebrated, to be valued, to be held, just as you are, just as you are today, as you're showing up today, this is, this is a really important part of our healing. So it's funny, I'm having this real-time vision of the labyrinth once again and recognizing that the way I do my podcasts <laughs> is much like a labyrinth itself, isn't it? We start in the, we enter in and you have no idea where I'm taking you, but I prom promise I'm going to be landing the plane at, at any moment here. Um, what I wanted to kind of end with and tie in here is a few things. One, it's never too late. I love saying that you are right on time because as soon as you start showing up for yourself and you start bringing in this deeper awareness, you're right on time, my friend. And it is never too late to heal. 
And in our true healing, that is where our, our deepest parts exist. Like I said, we can't really go around, right? We have to go through. We have to go through. And it, it can be dark at times. So who we're walking with matters. Holding a candle matters, whether that is maybe your candle is an actual spiritual practice of meditation or prayer, journal reflections, perhaps it's movement. Maybe it's just the idea itself that you are leaning into your own personal therapy. You are hiring a coach. You're having that sacred space for you to show up in. And I wanted to take a moment here to kind of offer a next step for you. And your next step is going to be different than somebody else's next step. And so the beautiful part of all of this is much like what I gained from my years of practice in meditation as well as opening my own private practice as a coach and then literally walking on this pilgrimage in the Camino was that idea of a great returning back to myself. And I want to offer you a little moment of that here and now too. And so if you're not driving, if you're not in the middle of chopping onions and prepping dinner, I invite you to place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. And if you are driving or you are chopping onions, you can still participate in this. But let's go ahead and take a few deep breaths in. So go ahead and take a really big, expansive inhale. And then hold at the top. And then gently let that breath go. We're going to do that two more times, nice and slow. Big breath in. Holding at the top. Generous exhale out. Last one, big expansive breath, largest breath you've taken today. Hold. And then letting go. Go ahead and let the breath fall away, return to normal. And if you're able to do so, if it's safe for you, close your eyes. And I want you to envision your heart center right now. Envision each chamber of your heart, all four chambers illuminated in this warm gold light. And from this space, I want you to ask the question that if no one needed anything from you today, if there were no expectations, no guidelines, no boundaries, no perimeters, what is one thing that you need today? And how, whether in a large or even small way, can you offer yourself and honor that need, even if it's just 
And whenever you're ready, opening your eyes and bringing movement into your body, maybe wiggling your fingers, rolling your wrists out. Yeah, it's a really simple practice, but what I love about just that moment right there, and I say this to my clients often, is that when we say we don't know, oftentimes we do. Oftentimes the answer does lie within us, but we're afraid of going against the grain. We're afraid of bumping the edges of the expectations of another. We're afraid of what the result might be, the outcome. And so with that, we tend to say that we don't know, or we look to the external for guidance and for influence. And over time, especially starting as children, I know in my own experience, this was something that I did looking to others to tell me whether I'm doing something right or wrong, whether I'm being good or bad, whether I am worthy or not, whether I belong or not. It can dampen what my own internal messages are telling me. It can dampen my own truth. It can dampen my own voice. And so this practice that I just offered you is a nice kind of reintroduction back to you, back to your home, back to your truth, back to your voice. And honestly, feel free to return to that over and over again, because this is where the work starts. And it, it's endless, honestly, it is, but it's endless in the most beautiful way, because just as much as we have to go into the dark to receive our light, to heal these shadow parts of us and these wounded children that we carry within our own bodies we bring them all together in our healing and this is where we find these experiences of up level this is where we find these deeper experiences of balance and joy and creativity and love and deep peace calm this confidence that you can do anything that you want to do that you can stand firm in what you believe in and it almost feels like on a natural level when we do show up for the inner work on this deeper level that we are kind of resourcing and really putting our energy into our taproot and allowing that to root further and further down and be the source from which we rise from and it allows us to stand in our own power in such a deeper way. So here I am with you and I'm so thankful that you're here with me because I do deeply believe that we must heal in community and that community and connection is something that we all desperately need right now and should be providing for ourselves on a really deep level. If you're curious about the work that I'm doing, you can head over to my website. It's rattancoaching.com. And I do have a few openings in my private practice. I hold um, free discovery calls. So if you're interested in just hearing about what it looks like to work with me, you could experience a session for free. And the beauty in that is whether you choose to walk with me or not, you gain insight into your own life on such a different level than you would otherwise. Another thing that I wanted to share with you is to take time 
for yourself and to really understand that right now is the season of winter and we are natural beings ourselves. So especially if you are in the northern hemisphere, it is a time of hibernation. It's colder outside. It's darker outside. It is a beautiful time to go inward. It's a beautiful time to rest more, to read yummy books, listen to beautiful podcasts, watch nourishing movies, drink warm teas, right? It's just a a beautiful time to tend to ourselves on a really sacred level internally, knowing that spring is around the corner, but now is a beautiful time to rest and retreat and resource from within. So wherever you are, my dear friend, I am sending you so much love and so much healing on your path. And my true hope for you in this year is that you too find new and more beautiful ways to reconnect with yourself and to tap into that deeper trust muscle. All right, my friends, be well. 